Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. The following is a speech given by Suzanne Gallagher titled, My Child is Not Your Guinea Pig. The speech was delivered on September 11th, 2021 near Salem, Oregon, the Gathering of the Eagles. My child is not your guinea pig. This represents so many issues, you guys. You're going to be hearing about them in a second. We created this, and the more we got into the uh, creative aspects of it, and then the mask issue came on board. And I said, we've got to put a mask on it. And somebody suggested a needle. We thought that was going a little too far. We don't need those, all that. We don't need all that detail because we know exactly what we're talking about, don't we? My child is not anybody's guinea pig. I want to show you a couple videos, really inspirational videos, I believe, uh, so you understand more about what we're doing as an organization. Thank you so much, Bob. Uh, last year when I came to this, I believe it was last year, uh, we were here, we had a table. It wasn't as highly attended, but you know, that's how things get started. It's not, it's, it's about the quality of the people, but we do need more because we know there are so many more quality people out there, right? But we've got to keep this going. We've got momentum. So I asked Bob, gee, you know, could I just have five minutes just if you like introduce myself? Well, we really have a tight schedule today, Suzanne. So this year, he, he came to his senses. Okay, so, or Parents' Rights in Education, 501c3 organization, founded in uh, basically 2009, became a 501c3 in 2011. We value students. We empower parents. We don't control them, we empower them and we enlighten communities. And actually, the enlightening community is what, it's one of the most important pieces. We stand for something very basic and simple. And this is actually a right, although the public schools teach our kids that they have the right to safe sexual pleasure, which is not a right, by the way. We're talking about a fundamental right, and that's the right of parents to raise their children. And we firmly believe that children belong to their families. They don't belong to some bureaucrat they don't belong to the state. They don't belong to the teachers' union. 
love it. I love it. This is so much fun. You have no idea. <laughs> and parents have the final say, don't they? They should have the final say. But they should have the first say. I'll get into that in a minute. Parents are frustrated. Well, sure they are. Because some curriculums are taught to their children. Very controversial curriculums. We say if it's controversial, it should be opt-in. Not mandatory. Uh, they want to participate in their child's education. However, their views are not respected. And we know that. How many of you have been to a school board meeting? Testified. Yeah! I love it. Okay, we got to get more people to these school board meetings. I know they're going to do whatever they want anyway. But we need to let them know we're coming for you in two years. We're coming for you. You are out. Okay. You know, it's really clear, isn't it? The term inclusive, do you ever think about this? We need to be inclusive. Well, that only applies to certain people, doesn't it? They don't really believe in inclusiveness. We know it. Public schools are for everyone. That's what I always thought. They're for everyone. And by law, all children in the United States of America have the right to a free K-12 public education. Not happening. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And this is the heart and soul of our nation. These are our children. They grow up in a short period of time and then they vote. I'll explain to you what's going on. So besides Oregon, uh, we are now active in Alaska, Arizona, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Texas, Utah, Washington, and Wisconsin. Why? Because of our name, parents' rights in education. The first call I got was from Iowa. This mom whose daughter announced on her 18th birthday senior year in the counselor's office, she had decided, oh, to transition from a beautiful woman to a man. How dare they? Somebody been talking to her. She wrote a 24-page letter to her mother announcing this. Dad wasn't even alerted. This is what they're doing. Within just a few months, she disowned her family completely. I can't go through all the stories because I don't have enough time this morning, but they are vast. And Oregon is one of the worst. Okay, so during the shutdown, parents began to witness much, much more themselves because their kids are in the house and they're watching these Zoom calls. Middle school children were exposed to lessons about pain or pleasure during intercourse. What? Do you know how old a middle schooler is? 11? I mean, these kids, they don't even know how to make a toasted cheese sandwich. You've gotta be kidding me. Oh, and how to recognize if their if, if they're partner's in pain or having pleasure. Age 11. Okay, kindergartners are taught they can change their sex to be who they really are. Um, got a call from an Illinois mom the other day. Her son, kindergarten, mom is just shaking. She's beside herself knowing, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Her kindergartner, the first day of school in Illinois, near Peoria, you know, not in Chicago, he stood up in class five-year-old. He might have been six. Bless his heart. He said, there are only two sexes. I know what my body parts are. And I am a boy. (laughs) 
got to love that. But we don't want to send our children into those circumstances. They have to stand up in class. Oh, by the way, he was sent to the principal's office. Mom got a call. Come and get your child. It's bad. Grade school students are taught that they are oppressors and their friends are victims. Teachers attend social justice trainings and embrace the white privilege mantra. Social emotional learning exercises for eight-year-olds promote stereotyping themselves and each other. And this year, pre-added issues tabs, anti-American ed, which encompasses critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, and social emotional learning. We focused on the link between summer riots in downtown Portland, right in our backyard. It's really great to be, you know, say you're from Oregon these days. And K through 12 education. There's a direct connection. I'm going to give you a website. Advocates for Youth. Offshoot of Planned Parenthood. They recruit and train protesters beginning at age 14 through age 24. That was a 24-year-old doing messing around with a 14-year-old. Uh, National Education Association masquerading as an employee union, and they are masquerading, aren't they? They're really not about, you know, protecting their employees from lawsuits. That's a lie. It is actually a lie. They don't do that. But it, they are a political bully. And they threaten Oregon school boards if they adopt a proclamation establishing an understanding between school districts, their communities, and parents. Just a, just a you know, standard thing for a school board to say, we will work with parents. Who swoops in? The union. The NEA is the largest single donor of the Democrat Party. That pretty much says it all, doesn't it? They should, that should come as no surprise to us. Because guess what? By law, Kate Brown is the superintendent of public instruction. Governor Brown appoints the deputy superintendent of public instruction. That's Colt Gill. The seven-member Oregon board, I'm talking about the state board of education, is also appointed by Kate Brown. Yep. Yep. I'd say this is a monopoly and an evil one. And on and on it goes. Oregon Education Association, an affiliate of NEA, is now partnered with Black Lives Matter at school. Black Lives Matter at school. And the Zen Education Project. Marxism. In an official business item, uh, number 39, passed at the NEA convention this last July, they are declaring, okay, remember this, October 14th, George Floyd's birthday. Okay, they're calling this a national day of action to teach lessons about structural racism and oppression? Well, wait a minute. What if their school districts don't want them doing that? Oh, they don't care. They're going to do it anyway. They're calling for a national rebellion. Uh, you know, against the wishes of local school boards, us, okay, parents and administrators. We, can't, we, we, ha we cannot stand for this, you guys. It's over. Black Lives Matter and CRT encourages stereotyping, segregation, and the collective. We don't do that in this country. That's against our constitution. They deceive and use other minority groups, such as gays, lesbians, transgender, and everyone in between. These people are being played, creating division and distrust and hate. Hate for who? White people. They literally come out doing it. Now, we have back at our table, we have a table here, 
You've got to come back and take a look at this. This is the Black Lives Matter activity book that was created for New York City schools. It was used in Beaverton. It is here. If you don't think it's in your school, it's in your school. Okay. Why are they creating this division and distress and hate for white people? To further their political agenda, which is Marxism. Okay, let's, we can forget about socialism. That's just, that's too weak. It's Marxism, you guys. Our children are taught to disrespect authority. That breaking the law is good, if the cause is right. And of course, the kids decide that for themselves. They learn about restorative justice, the basis for defunding the police. The focus is on understanding, communication, not punishment. As if criminals are going to just sit down, you know, get a hug, and then they're going to, you know, change their lives. I don't think so. The ultimate goal is to change our national government, replacing it with globalism. These subjects are controversial at the very least, and they have nothing to do with education. Nothing! There has been a coordinated effort to turn children against their parents, something you have to understand this, you guys. Uh, CSE, or Comprehensive Sexuality Education, starting in kindergarten. It's all to take to turn kids away from their parents, not listen to them. Well, they don't know anything. They're just not with it. You can come to us with your problems and, and your questions. Come to me. I'm your teacher. I'm your counselor. And now, an all-out assault. And this is where we say enough's enough. To turn our children, the future of our country, against our country? That's BLMCRT. You don't need to know all the details. That is what it is. And we should be furious, absolutely furious, you guys. I wonder, what am I doing? Wait, my husband Jack and I, we've been married over 50 years. We have three grown children. We have grandchildren age 20. Excuse me, age 18. See, they look like they're 20. One's got a beard. Anyway, <laughs> they're, you know, they're grown up. They're adults now. Our youngest are age seven. We have eight grandchildren. They all live in Oregon. That's what keeps me going. We all have a stake in this. Thank you for being here today. Okay. Could you call it treason? I could. I could. Okay, so I want to show you a couple of videos and then I'm off the stage. He's given me five minutes. I think I can make it. I barely can make it. Okay. Mark Levin wrote the American Marxist with his strategy in mind. And I watched him. Anybody see Mark Levin last Sunday? Okay. He, he, I love him. Yeah, I'm afraid he's going to have a heart attack on the radio or something, but he is awesome. Okay. So I'm going to see. I might have a heart attack trying to find this, but I think I can do it. Okay, wait. Okay, Don. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a look at our public schools. We own these schools. They're called public schools. They're government schools. We pay the salaries. We pay the medical care and the pensions. We pay the dues, ultimately, for the unions. We pay for the classrooms. We pay for the building. We pay for the administrators. And we have no say whatsoever. We're not even sure what's going on in these classrooms. And they won't tell us. 
with the teachers union that is clearly part of the American Marxist movement. Absolutely. They've announced that regardless of what parents think, they are pushing critical race theory, they are pushing the uh, uh, transitioning uh, model, they're pushing whatever the hell they want to. So, I have argued, thanks to a caller in my radio program, that one of the things we need to do is have cameras in the classroom. Cameras in the classroom, we had cameras in the classroom all through the lab. That's how people saw what was going on and were shocked. If cops wear cameras, we have cameras on cop cars. If many courtrooms in the country have cameras, then why should we have them in the classroom? We pay for them. We pay for our them. kids. We own it. Then the unions will fight it. But the hell with the unions. What else should we do? Do we know what's in the teacher's contracts? No. Well, why don't we? We need to FOIA that information. Do we know how teachers are hired? No. Well, why won't, Why don't we? Do we know how teachers get promotions? No. Why, why, why don't we? Do we know how textbooks are chosen and put in our classroom? How seminars take place? What kind of training our teachers get? I'm saying it's time for us to put them on their heels, use the Freedom of Information Act, use these legal groups across the country or a local litigator, let's get in there, let's find out what's going on, let's push back against the union. And what about these unions, the NAA and the AFT? When I was president of Landmark Legal Foundation, we filed complaints, IRS complaints, mm -hmm. against the NEA, because the NEA is nothing but a political institution and an appendage of the Democrat Party that's pushing all these American Marxist movements. Well, let's challenge them. Let's challenge their tax status. They're not doing what they say they do. We can take quotes from Randy Weingarten, who heads the AFT. We can go on the website of the National Education Association, use their words, and make these filings. You can do this from your desk. I'm saying everybody show people how to do it. And I give links. I explain how to do it. I just don't say go do it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's the goal. That's the last chapter, the action chapter, as my wife Julie calls it, the pushback chapter. Okay, that's the pushback. So... So Parents' Rights and Education, you know, has been around for a while. When I received that book, I ordered it in advance. And I get the book and I, I go right to the last chapter because I want to know what are the action items. Everybody says he's got all these great action items. And I'm reading through it, it's about five pages. Just five pages in a not too large book. So we have been doing it, you guys. We have been organizing. We're in 12 states. We are creating chapters. And now we have streamlined chapter affiliation we need chapters in every school district in this country. Now, I'm competitive, are you? I'm fiercely competitive. Well, I don't like the fact that Washington State is more advanced with our organization than we are in Oregon. I don't like that. We have a lot of small splinter groups. We need to come together by school district. We need to hold... We, Are we you interested? So this is where we presented the video that is featured on the Join Us page on the Parents' Rights in Education website. And became a tax-deductible 501c3 organization in 2011. We are not going away. Our organization has web presence, and we have taken our message to the national level. Our efforts have been multiplied in 12 states and beyond. Others are lined up. More than one group has decided to join us after creating their own name and website. We must come together because we will be far more effective. That is why we started our chapter program, to empower groups to be effective in their local areas.
Chapter members join free because we cover the marketing and organizational pieces they simply do not have time for. Chapter affiliation gives you access to branding, information, swag, people who inquire about joining, fundraising, and marketing materials. You will now have all the branding and recognition you need to grow your group, including banners and brochures. We set you up with a state website on our website. You are immediately part of something big. When you join Parents' Rights in Education, you gain instant credibility. Parents' Rights in Education followers and chapters enjoy our regular news alerts and press releases. Your chapter will have a Facebook group connected to our page. We put on annual events featuring national speakers. The 2021 Safe School Summit videos are available on our website. Don't have time to read? Suzanne Gallagher produces a bi-weekly podcast, making it easier for you to get up to speed with the issues. We often use members' ideas and respond to requests for help at the local level creating campaigns you all can use. For example, brochures and handouts translated into Spanish. Branding, promoting policies such as opt-in instead of opt-out of controversial curriculums. The Parents' Rights in Education proclamation for school boards proclaiming their desire to work with parents when adopting policies. We have opt-out forms which can be adapted for any school district and petitions calling for the rejection of anti-American curriculum. Defending parents' rights is our mission. We focus on mentoring and electing conservatives to school board, providing them with good policy, solid advice, and issue information. We also encourage parents to use our connections to challenge the system on a legal level. Parents' Rights in Education was a plaintiff in a lawsuit against the Dallas, Oregon School District. That case lost in district court then appealed and rejected by the Ninth Circuit and finally applied for appeal by the Child and Parental Rights Campaign to the Supreme Court. Hey, this is simple. All you need to do is fill out sign, and return the pre-chapter application agreement. When it is received and processed, you will be contacted. That's it. Together, we will stop the erosion of parents' rights in education. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the donate button. 
Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.